No Ideas Original Sports. I'm Kenyatta. I'm here with Reem and Theo. How you guys doing today? What's good, my guys? Doing good. Doing good. So, we're supposed to have Ramel Lloyd tonight. I'm still trying to see if we can get him. We're saying, why are we waiting? Let's, let's, let's just talk about some things, man. We're in the midst of the, the NBA playoffs or something. What did you guys think of those? We talked about those playing games last week. What did you guys think of that whole playing tournament and those games and stuff? I thought it was entertaining. Um, a little bit surprised to, to see Memphis get in there and Golden State not be, be in there. So I thought that was surprising. But overall, I thought it was good. Um, much better than I thought. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I must say, uh, I enjoyed better than I thought. The games were very competitive, for sure. Um, I wouldn't say I enjoyed seeing Curry get eliminated. It's just that, you know, these are one of those narrative-changing kind of ball plays where that, you know, I think it don't apply to him when it applies to anybody else, you know, who gets eliminated going to playoffs. So, you know, imagine LeBron not making a playoff right now. You know, he, he will be assassinated from now to next season by making the making a playoffs. But Curry not making a playoffs, you know, as far as kept. Like, you know, he had no help here, had no help there. So, I think now it's just you can see for all ball players, man, regardless, man, when you're on a level of greatness. You know what I'm saying? But that being said, um, I enjoyed it very much, man. You know what I'm I, I enjoyed it too, and I think you're right, Theo, because hey, LeBron almost didn't make it. It was it, it was he almost was out, so it was, that was almost reality. I mean, it was interesting too. Like, I mean, who would have thought the Washington Wizards would be in the playoffs or something? I, I thought I thought it was nice to see them go through and pull out. I think they've been playing their best ball, whatever recently. I mean. Memphis again, yeah. Memphis getting in over Golden State. I don't. I I wouldn't have predicted that either, but. I think right. just watching Memphis, they kind of they wiped the floor of San Antonio, then wiped the floor of Golden State right afterwards. So I guess they seem to prepare, and um, I, they got they got a lot of good work out of Valanciunas. Valanciunas, <laughs> yeah. he was he's he's playing really well right now. I mean, Morant we expected from, and Valanciunas is pretty good, but he's giving them a lot of good minutes. Dylan Brooks. And they got a lot of guys that come off the bench that do things like um, Melt, DeAnthony Melton, and um, they, they just have they get a lot of good players over uh, Kyle Anderson blocking shots and stuff. So yeah, they got an interesting team. Yeah, and I think Washington pulling together. They get they getting good minutes from a lot of guys like the guy Hutchinson that used to be on the Bulls played well for him. I think Gafford used to be on the Bulls yeah. too. Yeah, I like he Gafford. Met, yeah. You got um, Hachimura, you know, so you got a couple of guys, you know, doing some things. right? Yep, Bertons. And these guys are playing, even, you know, even now that they made the playoffs, they're playing these games tight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know. They, they gave uh, Philly some problems, you know. Yeah. That was a close game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was early on so, so B got back in the game and that was, that was pretty much it yeah you think about it they they played them tough and for Philly to win you had to get 37 from Tobias Harris and 32 for Embiid yeah I mean, you gonna be able to get that every game <laughs> yeah I don't think so yeah <laughs> so I, I think I think they, I, I, I don't know if they're gonna win the series but I think they're gonna make it interesting mm. And, you know, this, this, 
just recapping the games from from this um from this weekend. I think um the Nets and the Celtics game. I don't think that game was as close as what the score indicated. I never got the feeling that Boston had a chance to win that game. I mean, they were they were in the game, but it didn't seem it just didn't seem like they ever had a real chance to win that game. Now, the one thing with that one is obviously the KD fall, right? So that yeah, that was hit <laughs> everybody. And I wonder if there's some some lingering or gonna be hopefully not but is there gonna be some lingering issues behind that because he kind of jumped right up you know but he may be sore or who knows going into the, the next game yeah yeah it, it was definitely scary a scary sight to see man while it happened you know I guess you know all people saw it while it happened I was definitely scared for my first you could see him get up uh, right away um but the, the Nets is a better team. They can beat those guys even without Kenny. So Kenny got a miss game too. So be it. He's still a better team. It's still teams that that, that should win game two without KD to get them play. Um, but that but that being said, uh, uh, the, the Nets proved proved that they're a better team. And, and uh, Harden did his thing pretty. I uh, guess eventually going going to his left all day. I can't I can't understand how this guy can go to his left all day. <laughs> he's so effective, man. And, even when and they know he's going to do it. Yeah, even, even when he continues left, he's still about to go left and, and, and go to the free throw line, man. God, God's incredible, man. man. You know, God's incredible. But, you know, Boston, they get they short hand when I have him in Brown, man, for sure. Yeah. So that's right. And, and, and Kemba Walker, I love Kemba. The Yukon days, this might be the, I don't know, I won't say the downfall, but I will say, uh, you know, the injuries are, are, are really hurt Kemba now, but he can't stay healthy. He's yeah. the to expose that used to be his jump shot is kind of erratic you know it seems like both got him at the wrong time yeah well, you know what it might be the opposite way around too do you think he went to the right team in free agency because boston has a bunch of playmakers so they don't necessarily need to put the ball in kimba's hands you know he needs that ball in his hands to be effective well i'll say this if if, if she goes kimbo who, who is the true point guard that they go for starting? Pritchett, the rookie from uh, Oregon. Marcus Smart's really a two guard. You know, he plays combo. He's going to go down court, though. But I think they, the way they play, barring like the Jalen Brown injury, the way they play, they could have got um, just like, and they, uh, isn't he on their team? Like a Jeff Teague or somebody like that, just to get the team into the offense, settle them down, like a veteran, in other words, George Hill type of guy. I think somebody like that might have been serviceable for them instead of paying yeah. Kim all that money. Because J- right. Jason Tatum is going to have the ball in his hands most of the time, trying to ISO, and for the most part, so is Jalen uh, Brown. So I think that money may have been like better invested in the big, because now you look at their bigs, who's their bigs? Tristan Thompson, who else? I, the other guy did play well, I give him that. Yeah. Robert, yeah, yeah, I, I, I do like him. Watts or something crazy, so... He did play well, and I like him. I just wonder if he could stay healthy. Um, but he he's good. I, I think they need more big men now, too. I think yeah. so. I, I think Theo might have called this one the Mavericks-Clippers matchup with the Mavs beating the Clippers or something. Because I think you last week you were like, well, do you do we even think the Clippers going to beat the Mavericks? Right. So this first game didn't look good for the Clippers, man. <laughs> Definitely didn't. This uh, uh, listen. I, I, I seen a, a picture on Shannon Schultz's uh, IG page that said, "I know you did last summer, 
And then there's one game, though, but certain teams just fell teams very well. How they number, you know? I mean, we, we all always say that Dallas should beat them last year at 56. They, they didn't get kicked out of the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I seen yeah. another one, Theo, that said PG 13%. I like that one. You know what I thought was interesting? In order to play the Clippers, you see that um, you see that Dallas changed their lineup, right? They took Richardson out and put Tim Hardaway Jr. back in as the starter. Yeah, and it straight paid off. Ball. Yeah, he had yeah. a big game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that ball for Luca, man. That's what I said. So you penetrate, you know, so and kick it out. Yeah, the they can't. The they can't get them blocked up on them. The one guy I'll say though that concerns me is Porzingis. I don't think they figured out what to do with him yet. I don't think he plays too well like they anticipated with, with um Luca. I think they envisioned like this pick and roll or pick and pop type of scenario with, with Luca and Porzingis, but Porz, uh, Luca seems to play better with some of those other bigs that they have instead of Porzingis because those other guys don't necessarily need the ball. You know, I think Luca would play better with somebody like a Jackson Hayes or something, or, or DeAndre Jordan, somebody that's going to roll to the front of the rim. Porzingis is he's with him. His role is to like he basically rolls and stands next to Luca. His pick and roll, he, he's more pick and pop or set the pick, and I'm gonna go stand six feet from you on the three point line or something. But Porzingis ain't really rolling to the basket like to finish at all. I mean, the, the guy's over seven feet. I don't. He, if if you check the check the statistics on Porzingis, I'm pretty much sure he's got less dunks than than Luka Doncic. I'm guaranteeing you that. <laughs> <laughs> it's you just, know, that, that would be scary. Yeah. What KP is that? He's not really making shots the way he did with like we did with the Knicks. With the Knicks, he's making big top shots, man, all over the place. Where he got injured. And I think with with, with Dallas, man, right now, what it is that what it is right now, he needs to play center. Yeah, and best for anything he plays with that he plays center. It's, it's not a, a physical, a physical error. So I don't understand why why he's so um, hesitant to play center. If he played center and took it seriously and and grabbed the idea to play center, man, he'd be much better, I think. And the, the crazy thing is, I think they said Dallas's plan for this offseason, if they don't trade him, is to bring in another center to put alongside him. He might. They might actually bring in somebody like Andre Drummond. That might be a spot where he'd go. I wouldn't be surprised. I know they kind of sort of flirted with him a couple of times, Drummond. Like they yeah. there was a mutual interest there. Mm-hmm. Hey. But I, I mean, I think I think that I don't know. I'm just not sold on the Clippers. I mean, I don't. I don't know if they would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I will tell you this: if the Clippers lose and the Blues this in the first round. They got to make some big changes, though. They they will have to. I mean, I still think getting rid of um, dude that they traded to Atlanta for basically nothing. Um, Ooh, yeah, I, I thought that was a bad idea. I think what happened was again, you know, sometimes you got different personalities and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think like Kawhi is kind of kind of a quiet guy. Paul George is is. is He's good, but I don't think people respect him in the locker room the way, you know, the way he would like to be respected. And I think the coach, you know, 
coach that's not old school coaches because an old school coach in basketball could be like, like, listen, this is the deal. This is the first option. This is the second option. You guys need to fall in line. If you don't like it, we're going to do something with you. I think those days are kind of over with because you got to kind of deal with all different personalities and a whole bunch of people. And they, like some of these guys don't even, if you watch the game, they don't even look interested in playing with these dudes. Like you got guys standing around, people not chasing the ball. I'm, I, I don't even understand it. I mean, Dallas is not no world beater on defense, but you, you look at it, I mean, you got Batum, you got Rondo, Beverly, I mean, Morris, I mean, these guys here, it's like a, a, a who's who of guys who's on the on the other side of it or something. So I don't know. They need a, they need some youth on that roster. Yeah, I would agree. Let me give you guys a scenario real quick before we move on with the, with the Clippers. Let's say Clippers get eliminated by Dallas, and as uh, our homie just uh, you know just said, you got they got to start over again. You gotta, you gotta blow it up, man. You have to. Start over is being nice, man. You gotta blow that up. They lose the first round. <laughs> <laughs> that, that being said, does Kawhi stay? No, no. Right. As part of that blow up, do you keep Tyronn Lue? Right. Like also, too well. Do you have anybody who's worth who has trade value? Who wants no. This is the craziest thing. Yeah. The only thing you, the only thing you could do in that scenario is hope that you could get Kawhi Leonard to agree to a sign and trade somewhere, someplace he may want to go. Because remember, Paul George just signed that super max again, so nobody's taking him. Like I don't know who would be desperate enough to take Paul George on a super max right now. Like if you look at the teams, everybody's kind of like getting a little better. Like even the teams that are not that good. I mean, you might find a team like the Kings might be desperate or something. They might the try to if I'm the Knicks, I may consider it because we we could you know open up 50 million or whatever they keep saying in cap space. So I'll, yeah. I'll absorb Paul George's. He slots right into exactly what we're trying to do, right? We need a small forward, a playmaker. He plays defense, so Tibbs will love him. So he seems like a, a good match. Same thing with Kawhi, even though I don't see him in a in a Nick uniform. Plus, I don't personally want to deal with the whole uh, load management and treatment and load management access to the plane. I don't think Paul George on the Knicks any day. I mean, I think the Knicks could get him, but I will tell you this. In order for the Knicks to get get him, it's going to have to, you're going to have to give up quickly. RJ, RJ would have to be in the deal. It's not even a starter without him. I'm pretty much sure of that. So you'd have to give up RJ in that deal. And you probably would have to give up, um, well, some of these guys, they're going to be they're gonna be free agents anyway. But you'd have to give up RJ. And, and they would I don't know. They might want Toppin. Who knows? But that would probably be the guys they wanted because if they're going to blow it up, they're going to want younger guys. But if I'm the Knicks, I don't even know if I mind that either. You know why? Because if you got a combination of Randall, Randall and, and Paul George, you still got Derrick Rose. You, you can sign some of these other guys back. You still got enough money to sign a point guard and do all this other stuff. I mean, yeah, you and you still got your draft picks. Right. So I don't know if I would mind even doing that. I mean, it would be tough to do it. I would prefer to do that than, than say do it for Damian Lillard if I had to choose. I would take Paul George before Damian Lillard. In theory, yeah, because uh, I think Paul George fits into Tibbs' system. Like Lillard, yeah. he's gonna put up points. You know, that's gonna be exciting in the Garden if he was to come. But Paul George put, is a two-way player. 
Yeah. Lillard, yeah. not so much. You know, and Tibbs obviously loves that defense, right? Yeah. Now Lillard fits into a Tom Thibodeau-led uh, defensive scheme, you know? I mean, Tibbs is kind of rough on players, too, because, you know, Tibbs is the type of guy that if you don't play defense, what would we need Damian Lillard? He's going to get Lillard to sit him down because he don't play defense. Right. He would do that, too. So, <laughs> I don't know if we want to find see that happen. So, look at looking at some of these other games. Uh, I don't know if you guys get to see the Bucks heat. I just found something interesting about it, right? I watched that game. And I will say it's probably one of the most physical games I've seen this, this you know, this weekend. But here's the kicker, right? I've seen something in the news today where, like, the NBA admitted that there were so many mistakes towards the end of that game with the refereeing that it was just, it's just insane. The Heat, the Heat probably should have won the game with all these mistakes. Giannis walked. Um, this guy stepped out of bounds. The other guy fouled him. I'm like... You just basically admitted to having in the last two or three minutes eight different mistakes. I think that's one of those things uh, too that I'm kind of I'm for and against the whole two minute report thing. It's nice to know it, but it's also frustrating, especially if you're one of these teams, right? All these mistakes you just mentioned that can't be you know too exciting to see on a report the next day if you're the Miami Heat, you know. All of that being said, the Bucks again scaring me. Um, I don't think they're built to to win a championship. To be honest with you, no. I'm as, as Theo just mentioned with the Clippers, if they get bumped in the first round or, or second round, they may may need to like reassess, reevaluate. They might be blowing it up. I will say this: if they were to do that, I would be. If I'm the Knicks, I'd be interested in Middleton. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he fits in. Yeah. He plays defense, he knocks down shots. I mean, without him yesterday, there's no way they would have won. The Heat, listen, the Heat do a good job against um against Antetokounmpo, especially Bam. They do a fairly good job against him. Yeah, they mastered the whole build the wall system. Yeah. Yeah, also too, Johnny can't shoot him. can't shoot can't shoot him. can't where Jimmy Butler pro- supposedly has a bunch of issues with all the different staff on the Heat stuff, and Jimmy, I think Jimmy Butler's um, representative told basically cursed him out and said some crazy stuff in response to it. it it's just crazy. I, mean, I don't know if it. I don't. I couldn't tell you if it's true or not, but it, it's. I don't know. It, it it wouldn't be good for Jimmy Butler if it is because. He's been moving around, and his his reputation is, is starting to precede him in organizations. They're not gonna tell him they're killing every organization he goes to. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I didn't hear about it, um, but at this point, it can't be everybody else. Let's put it that way. It, it just can't be everybody else in all these situations. Um, all of that being said, again, as a Knicks fan, I hear it. I get a little <laughs> excited, maybe. Maybe he reunites in New York with Tibbs, you know. 
because he's one of those guys again who I think fits the system. But yeah, something something is up with Jimmy Butler. It seems like definitely. Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy's a diva now. That's what it is, man. <laughs> yeah. He's a diva, man. He, he, he enjoys the diva status now that he probably never had. Yeah. Or so, uh, uh, Minnesota. And being Miami could do that to you, man. When you, when you do things out there that's very good and be the man in a nice, not hot, nice hot weather city or state. But Jimmy's a diva now, man. That's what it is. Yeah. So, did anybody think that Portland was going to beat Denver at home? I, I didn't expect that, but I will tell you this: without without um without this guy being at a guard, oh, Jamal Murray. Without Jamal Murray, I mean, they can't really say they didn't get people picking it up because Michael Porter had 25 points. Aaron Gordon, I'm still a little disappointed in him. I think Theo mentioned before he seems like he's trying to feel it out or something. He's still doing that. So I, I don't know how much they got out of bringing him in because he has 16, but they didn't really get too much from anybody else. I would say this, we had a good game from Carmelo. Carmelo gave, gave him 18 points on good shooting. And, you know, Dame, between Dame and CJ and Nurkic was there, they, they had a good game. So right. that's yeah. interesting. You know, with this Denver team, like you said, without Murray there, uh, you know, they're the third seed on paper, but I don't think in reality with no Jamal Murray um, they're the third seed. Probably a you know seventh, eighth seed maybe with no Jamal Murray, that is. So I'm not surprised to see Portland beat them. Portland, like we discussed before, is one of those up and down, you know, who's going to show up uh, type of teams. And they just so happen to show up in this first game. But I wouldn't be surprised if Portland won that series simply because um, Denver isn't the same Denver with, without Murray. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, Portland Port is a Portland is a Jack on high team, man. They've been that way for the last three, four years, man. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, they have the ability to be anybody, but for sure they have the ability to be Denver without the, the point guard, so to speak. And they have the best backcourt in, in the league right now with, with the CJ and uh, the Dane. But if Melo's looking like Syracuse Melo, they're going to beat them. Yeah, yeah. Today, today earlier we talked about a little bit. We had the 76ers and Wizards. Which we got um, big, a uh, real big game from Tobias Harris and Embiid, 37 and 32. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think people, many people gave the Wizards a shot anyway. But I think the Wizards were saying the Wizards did a good job out there. I mean, they had even distribution of scoring. You know, Bradley Bill had 33, and they had like five other guys in double digits. So I think that I think that you know. I don't know if we can count on Tobias Harris having 37 every game, but yeah, yeah. I, I think it'll be. I don't know if they'll beat Philly, but I think it might be interesting. Yeah, their their role, um, the Wizards, may be just softening Philly up for whoever they meet in the next round. They'll make it challenging. It'll be a physical series, and then they'll probably get eliminated. I can see that. Yeah. Tobias Harris has the ability to score 20 plus points average in this series. Yeah. He had the ability, the ability is there, the, the skill set is there. You know, some guys take time, some guys, you know, up and down, or maybe he's happy, he's comfortable, you know, better fit with Embiid and, and Ben Simmons. You have shooters around him, spread the court out with Seth Curry and Gaddy Green. Uh, but him uh, having a good game, I was kind of happy for him, though, you know, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, but uh, the Wizards they they they, they, they tough. They live by uh, Bill and um and Russell, of course. But um, they, they're not they're not ready yet. You know, say Bill is good, but Bill can't be contained a little bit. You know, I seen Smith today. He was kind of quiet today. I was like, Yo, where the hell is Bill now? We're gonna form the court, man. Let me get five six minutes. There's no Bill at all. I his name at all. You know, but um, but this is a, a good year for for Wizards fans for making making the playoffs and being competitive and rushing a triple double with Bill. But still being a value Bill so well. But that being said, I, I, I see four games, man. Get him out of there. Okay. I'll give I'll give Washington one game. <laughs> yeah, I'll I was thinking the same thing in five. They'll be out. Yeah. So we had another interesting one. We had Phoenix beat the Lakers today. I mean, I, I you know the Phoenix obviously was the highest seed, but then we're talking about the Lakers. So and I didn't really count that seeding too much, you know, as far as to who would win. You know, overall Phoenix is a tough team, but when I look at it. I don't think the Lakers could win a game where LeBron has 18 and Anthony Davis has 13. There's no way that they could win a game where you get 31 points combined from those. So that's not even possible. Mm-hmm. So if Phoenix be one of them to average 31. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One guy should be in 31, but you get 31 points from those two. I I couldn't see them beating any any team in the West with you get 31 points from those. Two. So they they're gonna they're gonna have to go back to the drawing board on that one. I mean, they got a big game from Aiton with 21 and 16 rebounds and 34 points from Booker. And, you know, CP3, he didn't score much, but he, you know, as usual, his imprint is on the game. He passed the ball, defended different players and stuff like that. But I just think, looking at it, I can't help, again, I I said it before, I can't help to think how much the Lakers missed Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. I mean, right now they got AD out there who really doesn't want to play centers. Drummond, Drummond didn't get as much minutes as what, you know, as which I would have thought he would have got. He got 19 minutes. So if they're going to play AD at the center, he's going to have to want to mix it up. And I don't know if that's going to happen. And Aiton is, Aiton is actually a pretty good center. So it's going to be, be a little tough to get through this. I mean, I still think the Lakers will probably win this series, but it's going to take a lot more than what they put out today. I don't know if they will win, you know. Um, I think LeBron and AD are both banged up. There's a lot of players and teams who who are banged up, and I think they're probably more banged up than they're leading on. Um, Hence the reason why they only had 31 probably. Not to say those guys aren't capable of having a bad game too. So that that adds on, you know. I think they're injured. They missed a ton of games. And um, like they both came back kind of towards the end of the season. They're veterans, so you don't necessarily have to worry in theory about them gelling, but I don't know if I buy that either. So I'm not really surprised. Um, I see them losing in the series, to be honest with you. Phoenix has been hot all season, playing well, barring any type of major injury, and not even necessarily the CP3. Um, as long as Devin Booker, I would say, stays healthy, no major injuries, then they'll probably uh, beat the Lakers. Yeah, it's the seem like we have a back-to-back subpar game from Anthony Davis. What's going on, Anthony Davis? Man? I don't know. I don't know if you feel he just turn it on when he feels like it. <laughs> but, uh, that being said, it's got a long AD man. And, and LeBron, LeBron, you know, and LeBron's the part right now that you know he should have to be trying to try to score 25 points. 
go to, to lead the team. She got they were trying to lead the team. He, he, he's trying to let AD be Batman you know, on his team. But AD not showing up. I don't know if he's playing hurt. Maybe he is though, but you know, right now he's not playing well, man. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we got two more two more games on tonight. One, one more one more thing I wanna add there is if you look at it, Anthony Davis took sixteen shots and LeBron James took thirteen shots. Yeah, you know, back to like the the Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality, these guys should be chucking up twenty something shots each. You know, you can't be out there if you're LeBron James, because he had eighteen points. He went six of thirteen, but what is he only doing? Taking thirteen shots. Hey, Ring. Hey, I'm sorry, Kerry. Ring. Kenny uh, Jeff Smith said the same thing after the game about LeBron James in particular. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Is it really? That's always been my knock on him. It's not that I'm a LeBron James hater. I just always thought that when you look at a guy like Kobe and you look at a guy like Michael Jordan and even Kevin Durant and these guys, those guys are killers. LeBron, is I mean, he's a great player, but I don't see that killer instinct in him. You know what I mean? Kobe's the type of guy that if he was up by 25, he he's upset because he ain't up by 55. Whereas LeBron's the type of guy, if he's up by 25, he's sitting on the bench clapping for the guy, you know, on the bench, which is good teamwork, but I, I just don't see that annihilation type of gene in him or something. That's it just I've never really seen that in him, the killer instinct that way. But that doesn't take away anything from the guy's greatness. Right. Yeah. Looking at this right now, we got a we got a, a the Knicks with a two point deficit with, with less than a second to go. So, yeah, unfortunately, did um, but not surprising. Knicks first game in ages in the playoffs. So hopefully they settle down and they'll be ready to go next game. Yeah, and I I, I look just looking at you know what I see. I mean, again, I'll give him credit. Trey Young showed up. You know. <laughs> Yeah, he showed up, so, you know, you can't really... And the funniest thing is, usually his threes, he only made one of three three-pointers. He was actually 11 of 23 with 10 assists, 7 rebounds with 32 points. So, he had a really, really good game. And you know what? Again, Randall didn't have the usual Randall game. I mean, it counted a lot for him. But again, remember as we were talking about Burks and um, Bullock? The Knicks are down by two. They're about to lose. Burks has 27 points in 26 minutes. So, you got to have those guys on the phone. Yeah, you got to. 23, you know, so that's probably the game right there. R.J. Barrett, 6 of 15. Yeah, yep. I think Randall settled down, hasn't been to the playoffs, I don't think, in his career. Or if he did, it was early on in his career, maybe with the Lakers or something like that, maybe. I don't even know if he was in the playoffs then. So, he'll settle down. He'll be all right. Yeah, I think so. You got to figure, too, Atlanta's whole game plan, I'm sure, was focused on stopping and limiting him. That's the, you know, cut the head off the snake. I mean, they, they I mean, Burke's getting 27, they could probably live with. But if you can keep, again, it's back to the, if you can have Randall and Barrett have a combined 29 points, it's going to be tough for them to win, too. Because you need, you need 40-plus points from, um, from you need 40-plus at least from Randall and Barrett, you right. figure you get, you get 25. You think about it. If you get 40, that's 25 from Randall and at least 15 from Barrett. That's 40. So you you got to get at least 40 from those guys. 
And think about it, those 10 more points, they'd have won the game. Well, well, right now, the game is tied with nine seconds left, man, to tell you the truth. So hopefully, you guys going overtime. Uh, the Hulk has the ball right now, as we talk about the Hulk sports right now. So, uh, that being said, I watched the game before we got on, before we got on air. Uh, Julius Randle took a lot of fadeaway jump shots in this game, man. You're right. A lot of fadeaway jump shots, a lot of uh, behind the backboard type fadeaway jump shots. He wasn't really going to the basket line. It's like he's just just going through the motions. I, I think I think that might be kind of like what Kareem said, the, the lack of playoff experience. And, I mean, maybe the lights got a little bright tonight for him or something. You know, I would, I, I would, I'm surprised. It looked like to me the best guy on the floor tonight was Trey Young, which wouldn't, which wouldn't be surprising. But you know, he he seemed to settle in and stuff. You know, I I could see the I could see the Knicks coming out next game. Now imagine the Knicks lost by two, and they didn't get the games from the two main guys they have. They didn't get the type of games they needed. Now if those two guys, you know, let's say Burks doesn't get 26, Burks gets around 16. If those guys play the way they usually play. This is not even a closed game. So I'm not too worried about the Knicks. <laughs> I'm not too much worried about the Knicks on, on that on the first game now. Plus two, I'm sure Tips is giving everybody an earful. So, so. so you figured the Knicks went uh three and oh against the Hawks in the regular season. It's hard to beat a team three oh, yeah. straight and let alone four straight with no no losses. So you know the Hawks game plan well. I'm sure the Knicks did too. But they, you know, they watched a ton of film on how to defend Randall and stuff like that, which is why Burks went off, right? You defend Randall a certain way, other guys are going to have to step up, and Burks did. But I don't yep. know if Randall is going to go six for 23 again, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. pull him in for a little bit better night than that, at the very least. And as long as they contain the other guys on the Hawks, I think they'll be all right. I think I'm looking at it now. John Collins, he went five and nine for 12 points. Yeah, he didn't probably win. pencil him in, I would think, for a little more. Yeah. I don't know if you can pencil some of these other guys. Like Trey Young will get his 20 to 30 points somewhere between there. Yeah. Uh, Donovan had 18. That's I don't know if he could even, he's good, but I don't even know if he can do that consistently. But I wouldn't be surprised if he did. And then if you look at it, other than that, they really didn't. Lou Williams had 13. They really didn't get too much production. It's just pretty much, I think, this loss was more the Knicks than it was Atlanta. Right. Yeah, I, I can believe that. And, you know, it's, it's the first, like you said, it's tough to beat a team four times in a row. The Knicks were about due to lose to Atlanta after beating them those three times. I mean, I'm sure they put, like, put in t- extensive time in trying to adjust to that. So, I mean, the next game is what, Tuesday maybe? Tuesday or Wednesday because I know they space these games out. Right. I think it's Tuesday. We got one more game tonight. We got Grizzlies and the Giants and I believe that um Donovan Mitchell's back. So do we give the I mean Grizzlies I, been playing I, I, well. I think he's missing the game, I think, man. You guys take oh he's still gonna miss it? Yeah, yeah, that's that my red for hours ago. He was a uh an uh, uh and no show for this game. Oh, okay. And, and game two for the Knicks and Hawks is Wednesday. They wow, they're really spacing it out. So yeah, Wednesday at seven thirty. Hmm. Yeah, tough loss for the Knicks. I will say this tonight: if Mitchell's playing, I think it's a different game. I don't know how good you know how good he'll be coming right back, but 
I'm sure you know you still got a game plan for him, so it, it helps. But I don't know if Mitchell's not there. I, I like the way um I like the way Memphis been playing. I mean, Brooks led the league in fouling, but whoever's Brooks on, if Mitchell's there or not, they should expect to be roughed up yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty hard. He's gonna be going hard. He, yeah, he, he, he takes no plays off, mm-hmm. and they—I mean—they got—they got good bench players right now. You know that Valanciunas Gobert matchup is probably a pretty good matchup. And with some, you got John, I, I think it's a good a good game. I think I think it's a real good game. I don't just give it to Utah. I think it's one of those situations yeah, similar to the Lakers thing. You know, we got to see what Utah team comes out there tonight. Yeah, I would agree. One thing, uh, and I'm sure we'll get to that, that I wanted to touch on, is the whole LeBron James controversy on whether you think he should have been suspended um, for breaking, I guess, the violation by attending some type of uh, conference or whatever it was. So, uh, I got an opinion on that. My thing is this, right, is that I think Theo said it earlier. There's no way they was going to have Steph Curry and LeBron out. If LeBron was to have to sit out for that quarantine for 10 days or 14 days, the Lakers are done. Completely done. So I don't think the NBA would do that. Even though, I mean, if he broke the rules, technically he broke the rules. If I'm some other teams, I'm complaining because there are players that miss games or had to sit out recently too, like even in this playoffs, there's in the playing stuff where they couldn't play because of this quarantine stuff. So I, I probably would complain a little bit. But I just couldn't see them enforcing that on LeBron, not not in this particular situation. Now, if it was like, let's say, you know, before the season ended or in the middle of the season, they probably would have made him sit for the protocol thing. But not for the not for the playoffs. If they lost today with him there. If he did, if he was to miss the week against Phoenix, there's no way they would win or even have a chance to. So I don't think the league wants the, all the stars out. I mean, you imagine the playoffs with no staff. No LeBron, no AD. I mean, how much? How do you carry viewership watching the games? As it is, that may actually happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not guaranteeing the Lakers will beat Phoenix, but as far as watching the games, the only thing that they would have is that people would have to hope that the Nets made the championship then. Because if the Nets didn't make the championship, how much viewership would you get? I don't know how many people are going to be watching Utah versus Milwaukee. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or Phoenix, Phoenix versus the, the, the Sixers. I don't. I'm, I mean, it'll be entertaining, but I don't think that's like a big national draw. Right. So, I mean, ideally, they would love to see the Lakers play the Nets. That's that's the best tele. You know, that's the best television must see TV right there. But it's it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I agree with you, but. I would have liked to see the league actually follow through and treat him like everybody else and suspend him, to be honest with you. Because LeBron put himself in that position. It's not like somebody forced him to, to go wherever he went, right? He put it himself and his team in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. So he should be treated like everybody else and, and you know, suffer whatever the consequences may be, which is the 10 or 14 games, uh, days. To, to me, I, I agree with you, but to me, it's sad to say, knowing LeBron's personality, he probably was like, they'll never do that to me anyway. 
Now, if that was Julius Randle, they probably would have had him. Oh, no, nah, he would have got 10 or 14 days. <laughs> you know? Anybody on the Knicks, they put it, I'll give you one better. Kyrie Irving would have got 28 days. <laughs> they would have sat him down for the next year or something. You know what? This guy. So, yeah, LeBron, no. I don't even think they would have dipped the AD. But, yeah, all Knicks players, Kyrie, they, I don't think they would have did it to KD or Harden, but they definitely would have did it to Kyrie Irving. So it's kind of a mixed, you know, a mixed thing of who they do things to or not. It's sad, but it, it, it's true. They don't, they don't want to listen. Want to do that? The last thing you want to do is sit players out right now if they can avoid it. Right. Yeah, it's, it's not not a good look. So, just offhand, we there's some other some other different interesting things going on. Wilder versus Fury. What do we what do we think of that? That <laughs> she feels yeah, I, I was kind of gearing up for the, the Fury versus um, Joshua fight, and then all of a sudden, I guess the, the whole mandate Wilder wouldn't take the step aside money or whatever it is. But I think Fury's going to beat him again, probably by knockout. I it might so be worth this time. I mean, I'm hoping that he don't come in with a 75 pound suit of armor this time with an excuse. This time he might come in with some lead shoes or something. Or so any type maybe, of maybe licking blood off both sides of his face this time or something. So, fellas, let's just straight talk. So, <laughs> Wilder goes to court and went and went on his operation case to, uh, I guess, uh, be a new uh, opponent for, uh, for Furby. When these guys were negotiating this fight, why didn't he do it back then? Why would you wait all this time? These guys, I'm saying, come to the agreement, sign contracts, find location, get this done set, already announced, you know, announced, and then and then uh, go to court for arbitration. I understand that. But it yeah. makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. Now, and that being said, it's fine. You're going to fight while You're going to fight Fury. You are what you are. You, you, you're a slugger with no boxing skills. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you're going out of range, and you're going, you know, you're going to try to. Out box furry. I don't see that at all. No, I don't see that. I don't see that at all. Him trying to outbox furry. I think. I think he probably pissed furry off even more. And I think furry. So. I think furry should beat him with a knockout or or you know, decision. That's for sure. And nobody wants to see this fight right now. We want to see this fight, but not right now. We want to see Joshua and furry right now. In wrong, we want to see. Wilder get get a third chance at Fury after maybe a good tune up or so, not right away. Okay, it's almost like he was waiting to see what the step aside money was. How much are they gonna pay me to, to you know? Twenty million, my dude. Who's twenty mil? Well, oh, I'd have took the step aside money. I mean, Shoot, I, I might have stepped the song for good. I don't know if I would have gotten back in the ring with Fury. Twenty million and not have to get beat up again. <laughs> That's crazy. That's man. I ain't done twenty million dollars. Listen, give me a twenty million. I walk on backwards, man. Get me up six more months down the line or something. Man. That's what's up, man. But, How uh, much are you getting for the actual fight? That I wouldn't. I couldn't believe him. He get you know what? He might be getting twenty million and maybe a percentage of like the pay per view or whatever. But I couldn't see it being more than twenty million dollars. Nah, I couldn't. 
sports too. I mean, how many pay per views you use? You gonna get on that anyway? On a, on on a Wilder Fury fight. You're not gonna get much because because you're the beat down, you're the B side, but you lost twice already. Yeah, it's 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 no it's no market for that. They better have a tremendous undercard or something. Yeah. Because it, I mean, I, who's gonna sit there and wait and watch five bum fights and then at twelve thirty watch Wilder drag in the ring and get get what's him get outpointed by Fury for twelve rounds or some craziness or something. Right. And then blaming on some lead shoes or heavy neck. He got hurt in training, all types of foolishness. Maybe a new trainer. He's gonna find mm-hmm. something. So yeah, nobody wants to see that foolishness. Nah, not right, not, not right now. You wanna see it, but not right now. Yeah. So Tuesday they have a special coming on ABC about Mike Tyson. I don't know if you guys seen the commercial about it where they, it's like the, the basic premise is that I forget the year but at that point they call it the three mics they were the biggest things going Michael Jackson Michael Jordan and Mike Tyson and it's, it's basically Mike Tyson talking about his life and you know what was it what Mike Tyson now would say the 21 year old Mike Tyson he basically said that was something to the effect that he tell him that life is going to be painful I mean was it I'm I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see it. How do you guys think it'll be? Is this kind of like their shortened version of the Last Dance with Jordan? It, it might Mike be. version. It, it might be because he's supposed to be talking about some things in his life. It, it could be. I don't. Mm. I think it might be more than one day too. I always like Mike Tyson. Um, in the ring that is outside of the ring whatever he was doing you know who knows but in the ring I've always been a huge fan of him so I'm interested to see it um, I don't know how much content is there in terms of like I don't like is he gonna get into the whole rape thing again or whatever that was talking about Robin Givens again or depends on what the content is but I'm interested to see it what platform is gonna be showing on? Is like a, a ABC, HBO, Showtime? Um, ABC, regular, regular ABC. And, and, I mean, listen, I'm, well, I, I like Mike Tyson. I'm a fan of his. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Mike, Mike has a lot to say. There's a lot of play about Mike during uh, during his days as a boxer. I uh, guess in Brooklyn coming up, you know, before before you met Don King, and like the motto and Robert Gibbons, his jail sentence and. Even right now, he's 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 still in an appealing uh person to to monitor right now. So uh, my touch right now, I'm, ha- I'm happy he's in good space. You know, saying so that's pack house, jump up right now. He's still popular, still got money coming in some kind of way. So uh, I'm quite sure it should be good, man. Yeah, it's called Mike Tyson: The Knockout. It's a two-part series, so. It'll be this Tuesday and next Tuesday. So it probably wouldn't just, you know, go on looking at what they're saying. I guess it is like a convinced version of The Last Dance because they haven't talked talk about his lawyers. They're going to go through his whole life. So that ought to be interesting. And I, and I am glad to see that Mike turned it around because there's so many instances where guys hit rock bottom or guys happen and they never bounce back. We mm-hmm. see we see that story more often than we see the one where guys come back around. Correct. Yeah, agreed. So I was looking through, and it was him. Um, it was a guy. It was him, a guy that Duke and um, Georgetown were going after, called Patrick Baldwin. Yeah. Who yeah. To to, he decided to go to where Milwaukee. 
Milwaukee University, not Wisconsin, but Wisconsin. Uh, it's, it's a Milwaukee, Wisconsin uh, university. His dad's the coach there. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, he chose his dad over at Georgetown and Duke um, University. And uh, it, you know, one thing about his recruitment was kind of quiet for a good while, man. He was lost the nation, might knew where he was going. Certain, I guess certain people in, in, in the university thought that he was going there. Then where had that Pat Ewing was making a strong pitch and Jordan down the ball and made it made that three. That open spot for him too to play power forward, you know. But um I always felt that he'll pay for pay for his dad. And uh I, my mind last was he'll pay his dad or go to Georgetown. I never thought he was going to do. I didn't think so. I never thought he was going to do. I thought that it was just dad, Georgetown, Duke in that order. And listen, man, it's never going to pay for your dad, man. He's got been there for many years. You know, trying to get the basketball, but like his dad, so why not? But the kid is good. He's a one of them kids. He's playing one game. Yeah. So, talking about recruits and signing, I, I'm sure you guys are aware of it. They have the G League Ignite team, and now they have the Overtime Elite League. So the Overtime Elite League, you don't even have to be a high school graduate. You can sign when you're um, 17 years old or 16 or whatever. Yeah, you can be a high school junior. So they actually managed to sign two top recruits, these twins from Florida, to go to the Overtime Elite League. And I'm looking, I'm noticing that there's at least four or five top prospects that already signed with that G League Ignite team. I mean, how do you guys think that these teams are going to start to change the whole landscape? Because the guys that sign as juniors, they're done in high school. High school's over with. Now they're professionals. They're getting paid, so... They can still go to take classes, but they can never play high school or college basketball because they're taking the money. I mean, do we really think that this is going to become like the main trend or is this just like going to be a fad? Most of these kids are going to be one and done anyway. So leaving, I don't know about junior yet. That seems to be pushing it to me. Um, But most of these kids are going to be one and done. So seeing them leave early and, and go pursue their dreams um i personally like my child i would like to see them go to school and go that route but if they're you know that talented four-star recruits five-star recruits or whatever it may be then then why not the only thing you got to guard against for the most part which is unpredictable is injury outside of that most of these kids are going to end up in the league i think it may water down the league a little bit because these kids, most of them, as great as they are in high school and even go to college as one and done's and they're good. I don't think most of them are league ready, you know. So they get into the league and they just aren't ready to produce. The league isn't necessarily a place anymore where a lot of these kids get a chance to develop because people want fast results, you know. So I think we'll see the effects of this probably in the NBA more so than anywhere else in terms of the game but of course it's going to have a big impact on on college as well in terms of bringing kids in right because you have kentucky who gets all these one and done players they kind of became one of the 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 schools who didn't mind it right calipari was kind of pushing for it but now even those schools who are pushing for it may may lose a little business so to speak because these kids may just skip over that as well it's going to have a, a significant impact there too, but most of these kids are, are going to be one and done anyway. So why not just let them do it? Yeah, the, the league and the overtime league is here to stay. They're going nowhere. 
these kids don't want to go to school, man. These kids, listen, these kids uh, are living in a world when, when you're growing up 17, 18, 19 years old, you know. Some of these kids' uh, personal homes are not, 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 not so fortunate as others. So these kids making 200 grand, 300 grand, you know, per year, they're going to jump at it. And still looking at basketball from, from quality people who know the game of basketball, why not? Man, you have a brother and you have a son, 17 years old, who can make $20,000 a year, between that and 500000 a year for the next two years, why not? You're going to learn from Kenyatta and Ringo who play the game or know the game, who has a extra game, why not? And then, and then at the same time, then when you're ready to go to the NBA, you go to the NBA. If you're not, you know what, you know what, you made what, almost a million dollars learning the game. Yep. And take care of your family at the same time. Like, like, like call me Brown. I'm 18 years old, man. My mom's in the house. You know? So uh, a lot of these kids, a lot of these kids, like, and like you said, a lot of these kids are one of them. It ain't for everybody, though. So keep that in mind. So it ain't for anybody. You got to be real nice. You can go with the overtime league and you know, these man. Even people like me, Green, and Yana playing in the local park every day. It ain't for us, man. Yeah. I mean, for me, what I what I think about it is, I think for the NBA to try to compete with the G League is affiliated, but to try to compete, I think eventually they're gonna have to go to that straight out of high school back again. They're gonna have to go back to allowing kids to go straight out of high school. And I think what they should do if they were smart is that historically, I mean, in our lifetime it, it happened, but we probably weren't so familiar with it. The NBA draft used to be like three or four rounds. It wasn't right. just two. Yeah, it wasn't two rounds. It was multiple. I think they might even have five rounds. I'm not sure exactly how many rounds they had, but it right. wasn't two rounds. What they should be doing again is they should increase the amount of kids they could draft in these rounds, because what'll happen is you might you might have a better chance of getting a kid you know that that's quality that you could develop under your own umbrella and keep them throughout long term, as opposed to like you go to like you said. If they go to Ignite team, yeah, the Ignite team probably develop them a little more because that's supposed to be geared towards playing in the NBA. The overtime lead, I don't think they even, they don't care about no NBA. The overtime elite is going to be probably about pure entertainment. So it's going to be like an expansion, probably an AAU basketball, which was in, which in some, some case kills these guys in the NBA because they just don't know how to play on a team and they don't know how to play defense or any of that stuff. Right. So... The NBA would be better served to start get rid of one and done and let them come straight in and maybe expand the draft where, you know, okay, we got some more age. Instead of just picking these guys, we can, we can have like an expanded roster. Because they have these G League teams. Why would you want the top prospects to play on an NBA-owned team called Ignite when you could have G League team, your own team, and get some of these top prospects from high school playing on your team to develop the way you want to? Like, it, is the overtime league like a more fleshed out version of what, what Hot Sauce and them was doing back in the days with the M1 mixtape tour and all that? Like, I, instead I of being the street ball version, uh, in gym version of that, like a more fleshed out version? You know what I think it is? I think it's more like, you know how they got the EYBL and Under Armour has their league and Adidas have their league? I think it's, I think it's a, a paying version of AAU where you basically paying kids to play, but AU ball, if you watch, a lot of times the teams are predicated on two or three guys. So two or three guys go out there and they showcase their ability and stuff, and the other guys are either supporting cast or whatever. I mean, some teams they got a lot of good players and you know they could do more, but 
most of them are based around you know a couple of top guys like you got you got the top 100 players in the country and your AAU team if you manage to get three in the top 20 more than likely you're gonna win you know you're gonna win wherever you go but it's not it's definitely not geared towards a lot of the programs you watch you know some of them some of them I would say play a more pure style of basketball with ball moves you know and they develop things but a lot of stuff is like it's more one-on-one isolation type of play um you get a lot of a lot of i mean a lot of kids don't play defense we i'm pretty much sure every nba coach is pulling their head out now because people that come through just we don't see a lot of defenders if we see anybody play halfway decent defense we think they're a great defender right now right <laughs> <laughs> if you even i think it's kind of watered down um the league because now you're paying these these kids are going to be one and done anyway but now you're paying these kids to continue to play the way they've been playing you know learning the fundamentals and everything else Mm -hmm. at least i would say like at kentucky john calipari is gonna you know coach you up so to speak right yeah i guess we'll have to see how this over overtime league works out i would say the g league has decent coaching in there um, hopefully it's the same with this this new overtime league. But so, I'm, not, I'm not banking on it. The crazy part is is I feel like for the to, to make another part of it, I feel like for the NCAA to compete, they're gonna have to pay players. So somebody's gonna lose in this deal. If the NCAA doesn't doesn't agree to pay the players, any player that can go to get paid in overtime or in G in, in the G League in night team, they're gonna take that because. You got to figure, I was in my, I could go here and I could get paid right now. Like Theo said, I could put my family in a house. I could do all of this stuff. And that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity because think of it this way. Say I'm a, say I'm a, a top 100 prospect, like 63 or something, right? These, this junior, this overtime elite team is going to give me 300,000. I still got to play a year there. Then I'm going to move over to the Ignite team. They're going to give me 500,000 or something. And then I'm going to try for the draft. Now think of it this way: If I don't get drafted at all, I still made eight hundred thousand dollars. Right now, if you don't get drafted, what happens? You get nothing. Right. Now, so, in terms of the overtime league, um, like, because I'm sure they can't be paying everybody who goes in there three hundred thousand. <laughs> you gotta be somebody like us, you know? Who, no, no. What they How they're doing is smart. They're gonna limit the amount of teams, so it might only be like eight teams. But if you could get all the top hundred kids or hundred, you know, the highest ranked kids, and that they're doing it smart too. They're doing like how the WNBA does. does. So it's geographic. So you right now, you could be the number one player in New York City, and you might not be on that higher platform. People may not see you because you might not play for this AAU team or that. But if you're the best player in New York. They're gonna give you some kind of contract. It might be not be the three hundred thousand contract. You might get seventy five, but how many of these kids want to actually go to school anyway? You're gonna take the seventy five thousand and call it a day. Yeah, agreed. Because you're gonna have to fill out, like you said, you're not gonna be able to get all top players. You're gonna have to fill out the roster with some, and uh, the the real top top guys. They're gonna go to the G League because they're gonna be seniors and they're gonna make more money. I don't think overtime is playing as much as the G League. I'm not sure, but the G League plays. Some of those dudes make half a, have made half a million dollars. Right. So I don't know if overtime is playing that high, but you figure you can make money at overtime as a junior, then go to the G League, 
or you could just stay in the overtime thing for two years, whatever. So it's 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 money there, and I, I think too many kids. I think a lot of kids are gonna be attempted by the money. I think the NBA to, to combat that, they're gonna probably they're gonna have to change the salary structure. You're gonna probably see another one of these. I don't know about a lockout, but you're gonna see another one of these player things because you're gonna have to increase the rounds of players. And then even let's say we did the, the league increased it to fifth five rounds, right? That guy in the fifth round, you still gonna have to pay him the same amount of money he would get in that overtime elite league. Else he ain't gonna go there either. Right. Why well, get drafted in the fifth round of the NBA to make forty five thousand when I could pay for overtime elite for three hundred thousand? Right. So, and then here's the thing: Why am I gonna go to college for free when I could go to overtime elite and pay for three hundred thousand, or go to G League and night and play for five hundred thousand? So. Right. College right. basketball, we might be looking at a whole different landscape soon. Yeah, yeah. So, they did it themselves. So, this is, this is what we got now. Yep. So, it, it's going to be interesting to see how how they go about doing this. I, I do think the NBA has got to get start taking kids straight out of high school and maybe expand the draft. You, that way, you could at least make sure that you're getting all the talent in the NBA. And if they don't pan out, they don't pan out. But at least you're giving them the same amount of money or opportunity as these other side leagues and stuff. Because you think about it this way, the G League would never do it, but let's say Overtime Elite, right? Let's say Overtime Elite starts making money, they start putting on TV and everything else. What would say that what would they say that let's you know what? Maybe we should try to move into college age players, right? You could remember you get into the NBA draft at any age, right? So maybe instead of you going to the NBA and not playing and playing in the G League, maybe we keep you in the overtime elite where you're gonna play, and you go to the draft when you're 21 now. So it's a lot of things that they got to think about here. Because you, I mean, even this day, I mean, I don't think they anticipated it, but I'm sure the big three takes away the, the big three. Ice Cube was smart; he didn't run it against the NBA, but uh, but even that, you know, a lot of people like to watch it. Entertaining, <laughs> it's entertaining, yeah. So any type of basketball you get that's entertaining, people gonna watch it. And he, I heard that was from they're changing their structure too, because it used to be you had to be out of the league X amount of time or X amount of old years old or something. I, I heard that they, yeah, I heard they switching that too there too. Yeah, yeah, they 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 trying they they, they scrambling now so to speak, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you doing. So the whole thing is crazy. Like finding basketball players to play in leagues is crazy. <laughs> it's certain college basketball, and you see that. Yep. Yep. I don't, I think soon we're not going to see the best players of that age group in college. Shit paid these kids a long time ago, man. Yeah. You got yeah. These schools making hundreds of millions of dollars, man. These kids, man, can, can get only, what, three meals a day instead of getting unlimited meals, you know? Mm-hmm. So, there's I mean, a lot of things about with that, though, man. Like Chris, Webber, like Chris Webber, for example, you know? Mitch Albaum interviewed him, man. He's driving by in his car, man. He sees his jersey in the local, local sports store. Yep. He gets cut out of that money? No. Just see his name, Michigan. See two names, Michigan and his last name, brother. Yep. <laughs> Sell him yeah. for over $100. Oh, $100. Yep. What's even crazy, you remember, um, remember, um, what was his name? From Ohio State? 
prior. You remember what happened to him, right? That was it, uh, uh, the quarterback that he ended up turning receiver in the NFL. Oh, yeah, 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 Pryor. Yeah, Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor got in trouble because he sold his own championship ring to somebody in a sporting goods store place and they paid him with like giving tattoos and money and stuff. And that was his ring. That was his own ring. So they didn't even, they wouldn't even let him sell his own championship ring. Yeah. True. It makes a little sense, man, but I don't feel sorry for NCAA, man. Not at all. No. Football is right behind uh, basketball for the college as far as these kids, uh, you know, uh, think about themselves more than what they want to turn pro. If you want to turn pro, let them go pro, man. That's what I see it. Hey, let me tell you, once they start getting, if once football or somebody figures out they get like a real developmental league or something like that, mm-hmm. it'll be over for, for football too. Right. Yeah. I do think this. I do think this new XFL with that The Rock owns or something, when they come around to do that, I do think that'll be a little better. And I, I heard the NFL actually is starting some kind of minor league teams or something, something that they're trying to do too. So, just make sure it's guaranteed content because football is a brutal sport, man. You know, so make sure that these these, these deals are guaranteed, man. Football ain't, ain't, ain't like basketball, or baseball, man. It's brutal. Yeah, I always thought that NFL, like like the um, players' union guy, was probably the worst players' union. Like all these guys go out and they get these contracts, and it, and it's laughable because it doesn't make a difference how many years and how much money you got. It's the guaranteed money. Right. To this to this day, I can tell you a funny story. Who's the only player in NFL history to complete a ten year contract? NFL a ten year yep. contract. It's only one player. I want to give you the team, the Eagles. Oh, the Eagles! Wow. Well, Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb completed his ten year deal. Yeah, but it's like. It's like you look at it. Like, what are you? What are you gonna do? Like even Pat Mahomes, he got what five hundred million, but I think only two hundred and fifty is guaranteed. Mm. Or might be less than that. Yeah, they inflate the numbers to make it sound good, and then release you a couple of years after it once y'all yeah. banged up. Mm-hmm. You That's walk out of there four hundred and fifty. He'll leave with eighty six or something crazy if he gets hurt. So. Mm. It's just crazy. Yeah, he'll leave more than that though. But uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's got more guaranteed. But some of these guys that like I I had to laugh. Like if I'm an NFL player, you know who I'm signing with? I'm signing with whatever agency Kirk Cousins is at. Whatever agent or agent Kirk Cousins is, I'm signing with him. You know why? Kirk Cousins has had every single deal is fully guaranteed. Every single dollar of the deal. I'm sitting here like, you know what? If you're gonna give me four years for a hundred and guarantee sixty, I'll take cousins four years for eighty-seven fully guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. He got a, a hell of a deal, cousin. And then he then he gamed the system twice. You know how people don't want to be on the franchise tag? Right. He was happy to be on the franchise tag. Took two franchise deals from Washington for like twenty five or thirty million plus. And then signed a guaranteed eighty-seven million dollar contract. All so based mostly on 
the guy has talent, but it's mostly based on on height. Yeah, he's that good of a quarterback for the amount of guaranteed money that he's he's earned. No, he Kirk Cousins is probably probably slightly above average. Would you would feel you say more than that? No, right? Maybe slightly above average. Yeah, above average. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for the money, for the money he's getting, yeah, slightly above average for sure. Yeah, but he's managed to get all that guaranteed money by just playing the game, like you know, playing the game the right way. His agent understood understood how to get the money. Right. Right, listen, man. Listen, it's how you get it, man. Yep. Yeah, I definitely don't knock him. Smart, you know, like you said, his agent is good. Smart businessman. And then the craziest thing, the way the, the way the NFL is devalued running backs, you know that the biggest contracts that running backs usually get is the first one now? So if you get drafted, yeah, they're getting killed out there. It wasn't um, Green Bay was going to let Aaron Jones go, right? They ended up signing him back for like a deal that was like real reasonable. I think he, I think he wanted 14. They gave him eight or something or 10. I'm not exactly sure, but I know that it was a lot less than what they thought, what they wanted to play. Yeah. Yeah. But I would tell, tell you guys, man, listen, I'll try to try to um, hook up with Rocky again. Mel Lloyd, see if we can get him. I mean, there's, we'll have great games and different stuff going on for the rest of this week. And we'll say we'll reconvene next week, man. Again, love talking to you guys. Listen, love, love with same talking sports and stuff. Was it be a lot of things talking? We got a lot of different boxing things coming up. We could probably touch on, see how these teams, how this baseball season going so far. So we got a lot of great things coming up, a lot of things to talk about. But again, anybody have any final words? Unfortunately, we lost, but it's good to see Knicks basketball back at the Garden. I think it was like 15,000, 16,000 people, something like that, in the Madison Square Garden. So let's go, Knicks. Uh, I will say, let's go, Yankees. They're playing, they're playing right now the best baseball right now. Uh, all the teams in the major leagues right now, the Yankees still pretty good. And uh, all those little game people out there, uh, they're hearing each other about batting for the team. Okay. I just want to say our second deal. I'm looking at New York baseball. You got the Mets in first place, and you got the Yankees basically, I think, in a virtual three way tie for first. Mm-hmm. We first started watching the season with them. Neither one of these teams were in this position, and we were, kill- <laughs> we were killing Stanton and Judge and all of these guys, and they turned it around. So, you know what? I'm going to leave that as a good last word for, for us. Go, 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 Knicks, go, go, Nets, go, Yankees, and Mets. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you later.